Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the would follow along with us today. Uh, We are in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And I'll be going from verse 1 to about verse 14. I know that seems like a lot of scripture, but I'm going to read fast. So follow me quickly because I'm going to read fast uh, so that we don't... Because I know, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm reading through a long passage of scripture that I've already read through before, sometimes I'll get stuck on a verse and I'll want to elaborate on it. But I can't do that because we don't have enough time to do that. So I'm going to read fast. So Uh, Try your best to follow me. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 1. And the subject uh, over this passage in the version that I'm reading, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. It's called Life in the Spirit. Um, That is not the title of the message, but that is the subject of over the passage in the version I'm reading. So here we go. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 1. And it says this, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent His own Son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be, fulfi- would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Verse 5. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Verse 7. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Verse 9. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if, catch this, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ living in them, do not belong to Him at all. Verse 10, and Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. This is the verse that I want you to pay attention to most. Verse 11. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Verse 12. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit... You put to death the deeds of your sinful nature. You will live. In verse 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. I want to go back over that one verse one more time. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, lives in me, lives in us this morning. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much that according to your word, which are not just words, it is not just another book on the shelf that we haven't pulled off covered in dust, but it is alive, it is active, it is powerful, Uh, it is a two-edged sword uh, for cutting down strongholds in our lives. It is alive, it is active, it is powerful. 
And according to your word, God, it says that your spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in us today. And I pray, Lord, that today, Lord, that your anointing, your power, we already know that your presence is in this place for the atmosphere has already been changed. And so we come before you this morning and we ask, Lord, that you would move in a powerful way in everybody's lives in this building today. And I ask that you would anoint my lips as your messenger. Because I am not the preacher, you are. But I'm just the messenger. And so I ask you would anoint me to relay the message to your people today that will impact their hearts and their lives. And I pray that as we leave this place today that we will never, never, never be the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I want to preach to you today on the subject, Empowered to Live a Victorious Life. Whew, man, y'all ain't victorious today. It's dead up in here. Come on now. You are empowered to live a victorious life. You are no longer dead to sin. For if you are in Christ, you have the life-giving spirit living in you. The same spirit that what? Raised Jesus from the dead is in who? It is in us. It is in you. It is in me. Amen. We are empowered to live a victorious life. I'm pumped about this message. I've been studying and kind of preparing and it's kind of been something that's really been on my, on my mind and on my heart the last few weeks. And so um, I'm excited about preaching this message today. We are empowered to live a victorious life. And I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and get to the first point. The first point that I want to talk to you today under the subject of that we are empowered to live a victorious life is number one, if you want to live victorious, you have to think victorious. If you want to live victorious, the first step to you living a victorious life is you have to think victorious. So as I've been studying and, and kind of dwelling and uh, meditating on this thing that God has really kind of been um, putting on my mind and in my heart and in my spirit, I kind of got this theme. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm not a huge gamer. I used to play video games a lot. I haven't played in a long time, but downloaded this app a while back on my phone. And it's, it's uh, actually, I don't even know what it's called. It's a boxing game. And so I've kind of gotten this whole uh, boxing theme in my head. It's been kind of just swirling around for a while. And so I kind of like, there, I felt like there was kind of a boxing theme or a fighting theme to this message. And if you are a professional fighter or professional boxer, or if you have ever boxed, or if you know about professional fighting or boxing, you know that there are three main things for a professional fighter or a boxer to work on. There's three main specific areas that you need to key in on if you're going to be an effective boxer, if you're going to be a good fighter. And the three things are strength, stamina, and speed. Strength, stamina, and speed. you got to be strong. you got to be quick. But most importantly, you got to have stamina because if you don't have stamina, you're going to get KO'd real quick. You're going to walk in the ring for about five seconds and he's going to swing and you're going to be on the ground if you don't have any stamina. you got to have stamina. So here we go. These are the three things that you need um, if you're going to be effective in that area. So kind of along those lines, that's kind of what the theme uh, is in this message today. So in the first point, we talk about how we can build up our spiritual strength. Talking about the mind. Number one, if you want to live victorious, you have to think victorious. Training your mind is how you build up your spiritual strength to, to defeat the enemy. In the same way that a, the fighter or a boxer we're talking about in spiritual terms today. Training your mind is how you build up your spiritual strength to defeat the enemy. It starts with the made up mind. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Matthew Henry said, The man is as the mind is. 
He also said the mind is the seat of wisdom. And then one more quote he said, he says, the life of the soul consists in its union with spiritual things by the mind. You become what you think about. When you think better, you will live better. When you think victorious, you will live victorious. But here's, here's, the, here's where we run into the problem. You see, some people come in and they think that this is some kind of magical game. They think that living a victorious life, there's, there's a, um, I don't know, there's some kind of magic to it where the pastor waves a wand and the pastor said, I could live victorious, therefore I'm going to live victorious. But it doesn't quite work like that. Well, I'll tell you, you know, the preacher said this morning that if I would just think victorious, I'll live victorious. And I'm going to do it. Well, I'll tell you what, I, Monday morning rolls around. I've been thinking about living in victory, but man, I just tell you what, the, that devil, he sure is fighting me this week. He's, he's on my back. I just can't seem to catch a break. That devil, I'll tell you what, he's smart. The reason you're not living in victory is because you're giving your enemy too much credit. You're focusing so much on the enemy that you're not even working on the areas you've got to work on to defeat him. If you're not constantly working on your spiritual speed, your spiritual strength, and your spiritual stamina, you're never going to defeat him. You're going to walk, you're going to walk out Monday morning, first, uh, uh, first day of the week after Sunday, and you're going to get KO'd and you're going to be knocked out the rest of the week because you weren't prepared for battle. You can't just listen to the Word of God being spoken. We can't just come in here on a Sunday morning, listen to the Word of God being preached, and then just all of a sudden magically expect our life to automatically be different on Monday. It doesn't work that way. John Hagee once said, information without application leads to frustration. If you're taking notes today, that'd be a good place to take notes. Information without application leads to what? Frustration. If I come in here every week and I sit in my seat and I listen to an anointed devil-slapping message from my pastor, but I don't implement any action steps to do anything different in my life than what I did last year, last month, or last week, guess what? Nothing's going to change. I'm not going to live victorious. I'm going to live frustrated. Not because I didn't go to church, not because I didn't worship, not because I didn't get fed by my pastor, but because I didn't do anything different. You see, did you know that we can actually come to church every single Sunday and we can do everything right and still live frustrated during the week? Did you know that that was possible? Come on, somebody, that's good stuff. I know, in fact, that's so good, I think I got to say amen to myself. Amen, amen. You see, your mind is a battlefield, which means living in victory is going to be a workout. You see, you got to get up every day you got to get up every day, and you got to put your spiritual boxing gloves on. And you got to say, though my enemies surround me, they ain't ready for me. See, some of y'all, y'all just ain't, y'all ain't quite getting it yet. You haven't, see, you got to get serious with the enemy. See, I've already messed up, though. See, I'm not prepared, because I forgot to take off my watch, and so, therefore, my boxing gloves will not fit if I don't first take this off. So I just got KO'd because I wasn't prepared. Okay, here we go. You got to get up every day and you got to put your spiritual boxing gloves on. You got to be prepared for everything that the enemy brings against you. You got to wake up in the morning and you got to be like, catch me outside, devil, how about that? See, I didn't, I didn't know if everybody would get that. I thought maybe that... I thought maybe that was just for the young people, but 
you got to be like, cash me outside, devil. How about that? You see, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Oh, gosh. See, I'm trying to swipe through my notes and do this, but I think we'll figure out a way to get it done. I just won't strap this one. I'm going to use this to swap my notes and see if it works. No, it doesn't work. It's all right. You see, I'm walking out of the house swinging. You, th- this is not, not me particularly, but I'm saying this is the attitude we got to have. If we want to live in victory every day, every week, every year, every month, if we want to constantly live in victory, we've got to walk out of the house with this mindset and with this attitude. We've got to say, devil, I'm walking out of the house swinging today, baby. I'm coming out swinging, devil. You better not. You better have your hands in front of your face because if you don't, it's going to be a five-second KO today, baby. If you meet me at the door, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm prepared to fight today. I'm living in victory. I'm not walking out with my head hanging low and saying, I tell you what, I'm just getting beat up every day. I just can't catch a break. I just can't seem to to get that victory that the pastor's talking about. I just can't seem to implement those powerful principles he's talking about. That's because you got to come out swinging, baby. you got to have a made-up mind. you got to say, I'm not living discouraged. I'm not living defeated. I am who who God says I am. I am who he says I am. Devil may say, well, you don't have the finances to do that. You don't have the resources to do that. You're not good enough. You're not this and you're not that. But you've got to come back. You've got to be quick-witted. You've got to be ready for him. Or else he's going to swing once, hit you in the gut, and you're going to be done for the rest of the week. I'm going to use one of these. Is that okay? Are you going to judge me if I just use one? I'll pick them up back here in a minute. I'm going to use them later in the message. So I just need one right now. That way I can use this one to... Swipe, you know, just swing and swipe. There you go, baby. You got it. You just got. Woo! You got to be ready. You got to. Woo! See, I'm I'm already I'm already too quick for the devil today. He thought he was gonna get me on my illustration, but I just swipe and swing, baby. Woo! I'm ready. That's right, devil. You thought you had me. No, not today. Better cash me outside. Woo! How about that? All right. Stephen Verdict says, God doesn't need you to be perfect. He just needs you to keep making progress. Some of y'all in that place need to, in the place today, you need to hear that. You need to stop worrying about trying to be perfect and just keep making progress, baby. Sometimes you get discouraged because you don't see the fruit uh, happening. You don't see it right in front of your eyes, but God's telling you this morning, keep making progress because if you focus so much on trying to be perfect, then you're going to get knocked out real quick. You got to keep making progress. Don't worry about perfection. That's not what God's worried about. Our God is not a God of perfection. Yeah, he's a perfect God, but only he can be perfect. We're human. He knew that when he created us. We're human. In our human nature, we can't be perfect. We're made to be weak. We talked about this on Wednesday night with the youth in the youth ministry. I told him, I said, listen, we're, we're made to be weak because in our weakness, he's made strong. I'm made to be weak, but that's okay. I know my flesh is weak, but though my flesh is weak, my spirit is strong, baby. Why? Not because of me, but because God is living in me. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in me. Don't worry about being perfect. Worry about making progress. You have to train yourself to think victorious. You see, it's a full 24 hours, seven days a week workout. You thought you were just going to come in Monday morning and have a good workout and the rest of the week be like, nah, I ain't got time for that treadmill. No, you got to do it every day, 24 hours, seven days a week. You can't just sit around on the couch all day thinking, I just don't feel like I'm making a difference. I just don't know if I can do it or not. Tell you what, I'm just tired, man. I'm, I'm tired. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a victorious life. Stop telling yourself, I can't. 
Because if you say that, you're right. You can't do it on your own. That's why God's Word says that it's the Spirit of Christ in us that gives us the power. I love what our pastor said last week. He said, he said that we always say, if I could, I would. But God is saying, if you would, you could. That's the absolute truth. You can live a victorious life because you are empowered by God's Spirit to do so. You can. You can. Stop telling yourself you can't. You're lying to yourself. The enemy's lying to you. He's whispering in your ears. You can. I'm telling somebody today, you've been telling yourself you can't for 10 years, for 20 years. You can. You can. Not because of who you are, but because of who God is inside of you. You can. I have to decide in my mind whether or not I'm willing to fight. No one ever said life would be easy. It's an everyday fight. You have to fight for your mind or the devil will take it. Fight for your mind so you can fight for your life. And once you start getting a good lead in the fight, don't let up. But while you're over here fighting your own fight, while you're over here fighting your own fight, reach over here and start fighting for your friends. Start fighting for your family. Start fighting for your church. Start fighting for your community. See, when you stay ahead in your fight, then you can start helping some other people in their fight. Fight for your spouse. Fight for your children. Fight for your family. Come on, somebody. I thought this was kind of funny. I don't know if it really makes sense, but it was tying into my message. Dr. Seuss once said, think left and think right. Think low and think high. Oh, the things you can think up if only you try. So you got to try. Not just physically, you got to try mentally. Don't just think one bad thought or the devil brings one discouraging thought and says you're not good enough and then you're just knocked out the rest of the week. Come on, you can do better than that. Don't let him take you down with one swing. You're going to let the enemy take you down with one swing and hold up, he's already been defeated. He's been defeated. The victory's already been won for us and you're going to let him take you down with one swing? No. Not today. Number two, if you want to live victorious, you have to speak victorious. Number one, we said if you want to live victorious, you've got to think victorious. Number two, if you want to live victorious, you've got to speak victorious. In the same way that, is a, that, a, man, that, that a man is as he thinks, a man also becomes what he speaks. See, training your mouth is how you build up your spiritual speed to defeat the enemy. You've got to train yourself to be quick-witted when the enemy starts spitting lies. But remember, you have to train your mind before you can train your mouth. See, if you mix the two up and you start trying to train your mouth before you train your mind, you're going to get all confused. You've got to train your mind before you can train your mouth. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. James 3 and 2 says, Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. I won't read the other passage, it's kind of long. Did you know that if you aren't speaking victory today, did you know that if you are not speaking victory and life with your words, you're actually, you actually aren't pleasing God? Did you know that if the words coming out of your mouth are not victory and their defeat, you're not pleasing God? I love how it reads in the New King, in the New King, in the, can't even pronounce it, New King, all right, let's try this again. New King James Version, there we go. 
Romans 8.8 says, So then, if you are in the flesh, you cannot please God. If we're in the flesh, we can't please God. If we're not speaking victory over our lives, if we're constantly speaking defeat, and I just can't do it, and I, I just don't have the finances, and I just don't this, and I just don't... You're not pleasing God. You're allowing the enemy to win already, right there. In the battle of your words... See, we need to all write that down as a reminder today. If I am not speaking victorious, I am not pleasing God. We're talking about the carnal mind. You cannot live in the flesh and in the spirit at the same time. Not to confuse those who may not understand exactly what I'm saying today. We all have flesh and spirit in us, but we cannot be led or ruled by both. You cannot be ruled or led by your flesh and your spirit. Only one can lead. One has to take the lead in our lives. Either we let our flesh lead or we let the Spirit of God lead. And it's our flesh that wants to speak negativity and defeat. But the Spirit of God living in us rises up and says, you are victorious. You are smart. You are gifted. You are talented. You are beautiful. You are good enough. You do have what it takes to go to college. You are a child of God. You can do this. You can do it. And this is where the other part comes in. See if I can get this other glove back on. Make sure I got it where it needs to be. Because I can't stop. Once I get going, I can't stop now. Got to be ready for this fight. All right. See, here's a little illustration of, 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 of the spiritual battle I'm talking about. The enemy says, you can't do it. You say, oh, oh, what's that? You said I can't do it. But God's word says in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Boom, boom, just like that, two shots. He sends one and says, you can't do it, you send two back. The enemy says, you don't have the money to go to college. Plus, nobody in your family has ever gone to college. Why should you? But this is what God's word says in Philippians 4.19, that my God will provide all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Boom, boom. You got to send two back every time. You got to be quick witted. And the way you do that is you got to train your mind. You got to train, get trained in the scriptures. Start memorizing scriptures. And that way, every time the enemy sends a lie or a, or, or a discouraging remark in your mind, you come back with two shots. You're already ready for him. The enemy says, You aren't good enough. You aren't worthy. Oh, what's that? You said, I'm not worthy. You said, I'm not good enough, devil. Oh, that's what you said. But that's funny because God's word says in Ephesians 2.10 that I am his workmanship. He says I'm a masterpiece. He says I'm one of a kind. He says I'm created by him to do good works that he prepared beforehand for me to walk in. You said I'm not good enough? That's funny because God said I am good enough. Boom! You got to catch him. He swings once, but then you got to catch him twice. The enemy says you're too young. You don't know what you're doing. Oh, you said I'm too young. Wait, can you say that again? I don't think I heard you. You said I'm too young. Okay, because God's word says in 1 Timothy 4.12 that I should not let anyone look down on me or think less of me because I'm young, but instead it's my job to be an example to all believers in what I say and in the way I live. No, I'm not too young. I'm, I'm at the prime. This is the prime opportunity, devil. Get out of my way. And then one more. For some of you, maybe you say you, you feel like you've reached a place in your life. You feel like maybe you're an elder in the church. And this is, I'm not meaning in, any disrespect. Elders are leaders. Elders in the church are important. In fact, if you're an elder in this church and you've been in this church for a long time and you're a leader, we appreciate you today. Thank you. Thank you for your service to this church. 
Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being here when nobody else was. Thank you for volunteering your time, even though maybe you didn't want to, or maybe you had another, another job, or you had other things to do, but you did it anyways. Thank you for paving the way for the younger generation. We appreciate you. We love you. Maybe the enemy's been whispering in your ear, and he's been saying, you're too old. Your time's up. You've served your time. You've, you, you've done. You, you ain't got nothing left. Maybe, maybe he's going to even a, more, a further extreme than that in your life. Maybe he's saying you're too old and you don't have any reason to live. I got news for you. He's wrong. Because God's word says in Isaiah 46 and 4 that even when I'm old and my hair is gray, he is still God and he will carry me and he will sustain me. Don't, don't you let the enemy take you out before it's time. Don't you let him discourage you. Don't you let him say that, that, that you don't have no purpose and you don't have no reason to live because you do have a reason. You are making an impact. You paved the way for this building. You paved the way for the river. You paved the way for people to come in here every single day. You're not too old. You're not too young. Whatever your situation is today, when the devil comes swinging once, you better come swinging twice. So if I can get this other one off. You say you've got to combat the enemy's lies with a two-punch combo. Every time he whispers in your ear, you've got you to combat him with a two-punch combo or else he will have you down for an eight count before you know it. Again, this ties in with point number one. You have to train your mind to think victorious. And I, I think I already said this, but a way you do that is, is start getting in the Scriptures. Memorize Scripture. When you start memorizing Scripture and you get it in your mind and you get it in your heart and you get it in your spirit... And you get to where you know it. And you know it. It's just in your heart. You don't even have to go to the Bible because it's there. Then every time he starts trying to come at you with a discouraging thought or a lie or this or that, then you're already ready for him. You just come right back at him. And he can't win because you know what God's word says. You know what the truth is. Some of you may ask, well, how do I know if I'm being led by my flesh or by my spirit? 1 John 4, 16 says, God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. You will know whether or not the flesh or the spirit is leading. You will know. Because it will be an obvious result of what's going on in your life. Number three, the last point. If you want to live victorious, you have to live righteous. If you want to live victorious, you have to live righteous. And this, is not a, this last point is not condemnation. It's not coming down on anybody. It's not saying if you made mistakes, woe are you. It's just the truth. If you want to live victorious, you have to strive to live a righteous life. You can't just go out and do whatever it is that you want to do every day and not pay attention to God's commands. We don't live in the Old Testament anymore. We don't live by the law. We live by grace. But grace is not just a get-out-of-jail-free card. It doesn't mean you just do whatever the heck you want. You gotta live, if you want to live victorious, you have to live righteous. And hear me out. I'm not saying you got to be perfect. God is not looking for you to be perfect. But He is looking for you to make progress. And for you to make progress, you have to strive to live a righteous life. doesn't mean you're not going to fall down. It doesn't mean you're going to get punched out by the enemy sometimes. It's going to happen. I think, we can all, uh, I think we can all say that there's been times we've been knocked out by the enemy. I'm not too prideful to say that. The enemy's knocked me out plenty of times. But you've got to get back up. You've got to keep going. And you've got to train yourself so that you can get better and get stronger and be ready next time he comes at you. Maintaining a healthy lifestyle is how you build up your spiritual stamina. We talked about the strength in the mind. We talked about the speed 
in your words. And thirdly, we're going to talk about stamina. If you want to live victorious, you have to live righteous. And maintaining a healthy lifestyle is how you build up your spiritual stamina to defeat the enemy. Romans 8, 12, and 13, again, going back to that passage. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You're not obligated to do that. For if you live by its dictates, you'll die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Psalm 15, 1 and 2, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Live righteous. You want to live victorious? Live righteous. Matthew Henry once said, We have this dilemma. Either we displease the body or we destroy the soul. That's good stuff right there. We're facing a dilemma every day. Either you displease your body or you destroy the soul. Which one is it going to be? Just like a professional fighter that has to have a strict, disciplined lifestyle and eat right and work out a lot, so it is spiritually with us as Christ followers. It takes discipline to live a victorious life. Morgan, you can go ahead and come. It takes discipline. It's not easy. It's, it's, it's in the same way that if you're going to try to live a healthy physical lifestyle, if you're going to try to eat healthy, let me just say over the past how many ever days, I don't know, when we were doing the fast, we, Morgan and I decided we were going to do the Daniel fast. Do you think that's easy? Oh, no. Not for this boy right here, it's not. Because everything that's got sugar on it, I like it. You want to give me some strawberries? You better put fudge chocolate on them first. That's right. It's not easy. It's not easy. In the same way, that's not easy. In the same way, it's not easy training your body to eat right and, and, and to work out. I don't remember the last time I had a good workout. Physically. <laughs> it's the same way spiritually. It's not easy. But again, sometimes I think where we end up failing, and your failure is not final, but where we end up failing and where we end up setting ourselves back as we listen to a powerful word on Sunday, and then we immediately go out and we try to reach perfection. Don't do that to yourself. God is not looking for you to be perfect. You were not made to be perfect. We were made to be weak because in our weakness, He is made strong. But you do have to go out and strive for progress. Strive to live righteous. And when you start striving, and God knows our hearts, when He knows that you're striving to live for Him, then you'll live victorious. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a victorious life. But it takes us living in cooperation with the Spirit of God, which requires us to live a disciplined life. We have to wake up every day with a determination that says, I will think victorious. I will speak victorious. I will live victorious. I am a child of God. I am victorious. I am strong. I am healed. I am whole. I am fully capable of doing everything God has called me to do because I am empowered by the Spirit of God that lives in me to live a victorious life. Burnett, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us after Tell